Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Good yes, evening, good is. afternoon, good morning. If uh, you're somebody that listens to Craft Beer Podcasts at 6 in the morning when we upload them, congrats and welcome to another fantabulous day of a Chico, California-based craft beer and movie podcast. My name is Max Bernardi. And I am Johnny Samaras. Hello. Johnny, before we get into this too much, please tell all the lovely folks where they could find us on the internet. At Fresh Hop Cinema on .com and Facebook, Instagram. Twitter, untapped. Yeah, I mean, if you want to reach out to us, I guess you can email us, fhccast at gmail.com. Uh, we like Twitter stuff. We like Instagram stuff. That's kind of the quickest way to get a hold of us. Um, yeah. Shout out to uh, Brian McAllister. Send us a great email. We have he to did. touch on that. Sure, let's do that. Uh, that was actually, we're, I think, a week late on that one. So double thank you, Brian. It was a very cool email. Yeah. A uh, lot of lot of fun insights. We we had, it was at our Patreon event uh, back at the beginning of, or at the end of last month, rather. Uh, we kind of got Brian hooked on to like, at least... Um, momentarily um what's the word binging our show like i think he emails like like six episodes deep or something like here's all this helpful info it was very nice to hear yeah and i liked it so thank you and it made me want to try newcastle again right a lot about newcastle well because we had spoken about it i believe on the on the show and he had some some insider information so sure yeah apparently yeah, the, they reformulated the recipe and lagunitas owned it yeah which i didn't know right i guess it's good now that's, you know, I didn't. I didn't mind it back in the day. Like Newcastle was fine. Yeah, it just um, it yeah. tasted fine, but it for sure had like crappy ingredients. Yes, but yeah, it did, it did taste. It always tasted good. Yeah, one um, of my first my first craft beer purchases was um, one of those mini kegs they used to sell. Yes, I remember Newcastle, those. and you just kind of like just yeah, you can still get those. Can you? I've seen them around. They're fun. I'm gonna get you one. They're too expensive for like it's the gimmick, I guess, but yeah. they're still fun. Yeah, they are fun. Yeah, you should shotgun one. The whole keg you just. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, what else? Anything else? I didn't mean to skip important stuff. No, that's it. Just Patreon. Cool. Uh, shout out movie next week since we planned it. Oh, yeah, we did. We actually planned it for once. We're going to be watching yeah. a Netflix original that just came out like last week, yeah. like beginning of February. Uh, Netflix original called The Horse Girl. Just Horse Girl, I think. Is it Horse Girl? Yeah, it's uh, Allison Brie is in it. Uh, and it seems like a, you know what, actually, I didn't, I only watched half the trailer. And then I was like, all right, if you want to watch it, let's do it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm in. So I don't actually know much about it. Yeah. So I, we're not going to tell you what it's about because I can't. It seemed dark. Cool. It had yeah. seemed like it could have been a dark movie. But yeah, it was uh, in some film festivals and stuff, looked like from the beginning of the yeah, trailer. That's so. right. Yeah, it was a selection at Sundance, I think. This yeah. Year, or last year. This year. Somewhere. Last year. This year's uh, roster. So, yes. Um, yeah. Know. So check out that show. You can find it on Netflix, the movie. Find it on Netflix if you want. You have a week notice. Yeah. And I feel like years like we booked out the movie for for a change. I feel like we do that, but then like right after the Oscars, there's always like a two week sort of like I don't care about format. Like I just want to we'll just do whatever happens. We'll drink mm-hmm. vodka with white claw at the beginning of the show. Why not? Yes. Uh, and I think that's part of my mentality for not having notes in front of me. I'm like, Let's, you know what? I've been like going real hard like with with format and yeah, just like take a couple format weeks. and watching so much content. I yeah. feel like you you mentioned before the show we were just talking about how you hadn't really consumed much content. We were possibly going to cover for Sama, but we're looking like we're going to do promise type would. I prom we yeah. talked about it and I said we would and I, I couldn't get to it. You know, I accept no promise on an eight loco night. That's you could enough, you man. could have promised me the world <laughs> and a magic carpet ride yeah, and, right. and it would have been beautiful, but sure. untrue. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think that could be what it is, though, man. You're just 
you got burnt from watching movies and it was yeah. probably a nice break after the Oscars because yeah. I haven't been super into like I went on a terrible movie binge and what, what like watching terrible movies or the yeah. binge itself was terrible both oh, no it was a great binge okay but good. like that's you need at least one of those things <laughs> otherwise why did you do this no since we last recorded i watched like the other guys and hot rod i like the other guys. i love the other yeah. guys it's so funny yeah and the hot rod is a comedy classic yeah at this point we took a break mid uh hot uh mid the other guys mm-hmm. and i i was just remarking to shalina how similar our relationship is to theirs you and me yeah that's funny yeah obviously i'm mark Wahlberg. And you are uh, Will Ferrell. Yeah. It makes total sense. Obviously. I, I agree. 100%. I was, you know, I was thinking about watching that movie. It came across my mind the other day, like two days ago. And I was like, I don't know, maybe I should watch this. Where'd you see it? Netflix. It's on Netflix? Yeah, it just popped on. Maybe it, that's why I thought of it. Probably. I like saw it and like scrolled by it and then it was in my brain. It's in like the new stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that is a huge thing for for us, yourself and me, us. Yeah, sure. The two sure. of us. I just rewatched us actually. Yeah? Yeah. To be fair- <laughs> Uh, Gianna and I just watched a few movies from sort of my top 20 of 2019. Okay. Uh, I'm struggling to remember what they were right now, but us was one of them. Oh, we watched uh, honey boy again. And we watched the peanut butter Falcon. Nice. It's like, yeah, you're hitting some really like not, uh, I don't think any of those, maybe, maybe honey boy made it in my top 10, but top 20 for sure. Movies that I was like, I'm not going to see them for a while. Mm-hmm. And then here we were. It's fun to rewatch them. I just so rewatched watch stuff. I guess I just rewatched Jojo rabbit. Nice. How'd it hold up? Great. Cool. Noticed more the second like time. Like what? Um, just a bit more of like the depth of the relationships earlier. Mm. And I was kind of paying attention because you're well-documented saying that there's a huge tonal shift. There is, right? Still, there is or no? If you go back and watch, the tone is kind of there throughout. It's just, you're more focused on the comedy than the the serious side of it. Fair. It does have a shift, but I think it's way more present in the underlying tone on the second watch than maybe on the first one. Yeah, okay. But still really good. Yeah, I want to. I want to. Where did you see that one? I watched it online. Cool. Yeah, I think it's uh, coming out for DVD. Don't we know this? Like, like DVD, real like, quick. Like in the next, certainly in the next. I think week. it came out today. Actually. It might have. Yeah. Yeah, and then I just read a thing with Taika Waititi that he's directing the next Thor movie. Oh, Love and Thunder. That makes sense. With uh, Love and Thunder with, is what it's called. Yeah, Natalie Portman's going to be She Thor. What? Yeah. But presumably as the same character as Jane Foster yeah. becomes. How, yeah. I don't know you could do that yeah. as a human. I didn't know. I don't Bro, know the rules. Comic books, man. Yeah, I guess. Uh, all right. I really would love some beer. Let's do this. I was, Let's jump into our first beer. Yeah. I, so I got, um, I was lucky enough to get three of uh, this beer and three of its sort of single IPA um, version. It's not really, I don't think it's the same version, but it's kind of their two biggest beers. Uh, so Hetty Topper and Focal Banger. From? Is the other one. From uh, The Alchemist out of Vermont. And it's one of those beers, actually both those beers that are so world-class. I checked on the, the beer advocate ranking, and this one is number one of the style, which is a New England IPA coming in at 8%. And Focal Banger is number three, uh, which I think is like 6.5%. Ooh, and these are fresh. And these are fresh, which makes a huge difference. I think, what what did the date say? It's like three weeks old, maybe. This was canned on 127. Yeah, so we're like just coming up on three weeks. Um, super, super fresh, super good. I was excited to see that it held up because um, I've had it once. You've had it a couple times, I think. Um, and it's just super, super solid. Mm. What do you think number two is? This was one in the Focal Bangers three on the New England list. What do you think is two? If you Probably uh, Julius. It is Julius. Yeah. Well yeah. Yes. It is. You and uh, Nick Land got it right. Nice. I've just been asking you because now I feel very smart. I'm like, oh, have you guys looked at that list? Like, there's a number one beer. Oh my gosh, I have one at home. Do you want some? Too bad. I actually didn't say too bad. People have been like, try this. Too bad. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, mine. And you just laugh in their <laughs> face and run off. Yeah. Uh, I am going to read uh, a little bit about what uh, one of their people wrote on this can. Get this condensation off. But 
They say, Hetty Topper, trademark, uh, is an American double IPA. This beer is not intended to be the biggest or most bitter. It's meant to give you wave after wave of hoppy goodness on your palate. Tremendous amounts of American hops will creep up on you and leave you with a dense hoppy finish in your mouth. So drinkable, it's scary. There's more. I'm going to stop there. Uh, but do you think all that is true of this beer? Very true. Yeah, I've been sipping on it while you were talking. This beer is just aromatic would be an understatement. You open the can and the room just smells like yeah. you stabbed a pine tree in the heart. I love it. It just it has this punch, this fresh, just crisp punch of hops that is absolutely present in the beer. It is so clean and crisp drinking. I mean that the can is super accurate. Yeah. It just it drinks like a like a dream full of rainbows and kittens. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I think the distinction that I look for in a in a world class IPA or one, even one that I just really really love is like the strong hop press again, like you'd almost be convinced this isn't a new England style IPA. Mm-hmm. It's so hoppy. And, and, um, we had this conversation. I didn't yeah, think it was neither did I. And cause I remember tasting it and thinking like years ago, I was like, this, this must be just a double IPA. Um, and I'm not, I'd love to know more about kind of the distinction also in case anybody's listening, uh, or actually more specifically watching on our live feed. And it it's clearly says on the top of the can drink from the can, but I've tried it both ways. And I think you get more of the flavor of pouring it. So I just, you know, I'm not trying to break any rules. We but. do what we like, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the distinction I look for is the punchy hoppiness that leaves your mouth light. Mm-hmm. Because there can be really big hoppy beers, but then you feel it after you drink it, you know? Your, your mouth is just blah. Yeah, you're just like, Ugh. And yeah. then, like, you almost get your your palate blown out. Like, there's too much. Mm-hmm. And it's, but this is so, like, by the time you swallow your first drink of this beer, you're, it's like, a, it's the one of the cleanest finishes I've had in an IPA. Maybe ever, yeah. you know, it's, it's certainly deserving. I think of a number one slot mm-hmm. uh, in, in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that this beer is categorically a new England mm. IPA uh, is a testament to the, the variability in within a style. Sure. Uh, you can have so many different flavor ratios and levels of, of hoppiness. You know, the IBUs can go up and then down and you can have the juice bombs and you can have, the hot bombs that are have like haze to them that are somehow called that and you they're not juicy at all right. and they just hurt your face and they're so mm-hmm. bitter and you need a glass of water yeah you know and there's this, this whole spectrum there's levels to this new england ipa game and this one really exemplifies the beers that i like in this style I, yeah i love the hot presence i love the smoothness of that hot bitterness that that new England style that like the quote unquote juice, right. That levels that out. I mean, but it's not overused in this beer. It doesn't have too much juice or, or, you know, hazy, whatever flavor. Right. It's like, there's just enough of that to mellow out the hops and just make this beer absolutely crushable and really close to perfect. Yeah. They said on the can, it's not meant to be the biggest or most bitter, which I think is such a nice stance because so often it feels like beers are trying to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, even beyond tasting like branding, like the bigger hop, hop monster beer, which probably is a beer probably, um, but like the biggest, uh, the most hop- in your face you can get hop Mageddon. Sure. That's, that's a, that's a beer. Yeah. I know. I'm just yeah. like, there's hop Mageddon, hop Mageddon, hop Mageddon, hop Mageddon, hop Mageddon to it. Uh, but no, I think this is super, um, the word's the word I'm looking for. Maybe restrained Mm. in a very intelligent way for what I think it's achieving. We're trying to achieve. Like good filmmaking. Ciao, Bella. (laughs) Uh, I like it a lot, man. I'm, I'm super stoked. This is the uh, second one I've drank. Actually third, I got another two from somebody else. 
I'm not name dropping here because I feel like at least one or two of the, maybe both were like, maybe don't name drop. So I'm not going to say anybody, but um, I've had, this is my third one. And every time it's been like, yep, just as good as the last it's one. so good. And I have one more in the fridge that I guess because of freshness, I have to drink soon. So oh, I don't know. I feel like this is one of the first beers we ever shared together. Just you know, it. yeah, because you mentioned to me that we'd done The Alchemist on the show before. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up and I couldn't find it. I think we just did it together. Yes. I'm pretty sure this is the beer that we drank at the very first bottle share we ever went to at the Handlebar. You are right, actually. I, I didn't connect that, but I do remember, I couldn't remember ever having this beer where I had it, but it was at the Handlebar. It stood out. I don't. I didn't know it wasn't on the show. I just know that I drank this yeah. beer with you before. That's so and funny. It, it stuck out in my memory and that's why. It's like, the, yeah. is this the first beer we ever drank together? It's, it's insert. I think like that's the first time we ever drank beers together. I'm sure yeah. we had some other beers. Dude, it's a better that, story if this is the first beer. This is the drank. first beer we ever drank together. Did I tell you that? Exactly. <laughs> Bro. Uh, yeah. In podcast history was birthed in our brains. In a that sense, night. I suppose so. Yeah. No, see, I remember it being that we didn't have podcast birth idea until you were at my house drinking that one time. Yeah, but we wouldn't have had those drinks at your house if it wasn't for this beer. All, all comes together. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do you want to talk about with this beer? Anything? You know, I mean, I don't think there's a lot you can say about this beer that hasn't already been said. That's probably um, true. You know, it's delicious. That's how I feel about a lot of movies, too. But we cover them anyways. My thought is maybe somebody here is listening that hasn't heard all the other smarter people talk about it. So they come to us. Mm, the slightly less smart people. Correct. And they'll just be like, oh, what a great insight that, yes, other people have said. But I didn't know that. So these two idiots are very smart. Exactly. That's I'm, the best sentence you've ever yeah, said. Thanks, man. I'm going to point out one more thing on <laughs> this can. <laughs> Hold on. Time out. Right. We're not grazing over that. Next stickers we get. Fresh Hop sure. Cinema. These two idiots are very smart. I love it. That's a slogan, It's dude. like the thing that I put on the um, uh, poster over there. Yeah. It's one of my favorite quotes that I've ever cited for us, and I made it up because it's an anonymous quote. And uh, it was like, I meant to do it as like a praise of our podcast, like a promo quote. Mm-hmm. I think the quote is like, these guys have seen movies. Have seen movies and have had beer before. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah. organically just spouted one off. So fair. Yeah. Like I'm for real. Write Keep that it. down. Well, yeah. Their can says, don't be a D bag. Recycle this can. Hell yeah. That's a good move. It's a nice, uh, nice little nod. I also wanted to say on the can they have, if you must pour it into a glass, you may find that some of the hop resins have settled to the bottom. Leave them in the can while pouring, which I thought of this whole thing. Cause you poured it full on. Dumped it in, so we'll see how the end of this is. Poured it very slow. Well, it's all in there. You got a couple chunks. It's fine. I'll drink them. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, All right. You want to rate this, baby? Hmm. I mean, how do you rate a heady topper? Yeah, it's it's an easy 10 for me. There's there's no getting around that. Like, it's, I, yeah, if you could name something, I mean, you want to change, you don't like this style of beer. You know what I mean? This is, this is the example. This is the, this is the rule Mm -hmm. that you. It's the bar. It's the bar. I could see somebody trying to make the argument that it's not hazy enough to stand up in today's market of hazy beers, but I, I don't think that's a full, full, fully fleshed out argument. I, I don't think that holds up. No, because that was the haze craze came after this beer laid the road. They laid the foundation. Yeah, I wish I would have found out when they did start brewing this. That would be a really interesting thing to know. I mean, dude, I remember trading for this beer long before anyone had ever heard of Treehouse. Unless yeah. I was just out of the loop. Maybe. But I I mean, the time when we were all stoked on this beer, mm-hmm. when we drank it together. That was probably, uh, you think, like 2014? I don't know. I'm, I'm dog shit at years and yeah. stuff. You'd be a better ago. person to ask. I mean, we've been doing this for three? Three-ish. Three and a half. Three-ish. Not three and a half, but three and some change. And we knew each other for what? I don't, we probably only knew each other for a year or two. We knew each other six months 
at least before we did the podcast, because we had the idea at my house six months before we actually started it. And then I have to assume that bar, that bar hang bottle share thing was like, I don't know, sometime within the year before that. Okay. So we knew each other. Let's say, so maybe we said, yeah. let's say a year and a half before we started the podcast. Yeah. Okay. That's probably fair. So not quite as long as I said, but it's probably like 2015. Okay. I'm sure Treehouse was around. Yeah. It's just so strange the idea that this would be in direct contention with a Julius in yeah. terms of stars because they're so different. It's not in direct contention. It's number one and Julius is number two. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, thrown. I mean, fair enough. I'm just Get saying. Get at me, tree. It's not it's not contention. No, I guess not. Um the, I mean, the masses speak. They want a bit yeah. of hot presence with their milkshake. I'm gonna say or their not milkshake, their juice bombs. Juice bombs, yeah. Um, so this year for our annual uh March Madness style beer tournament that was inspired in a sense by film spotting one of my favorite film podcasts please i can't say this enough if you're a movie nerd go listen to film spotting they're very good but they do a thing where they they do kind of an elimination tournament bracket tournament with movies and we're going to do one with beer but next year we're going to do we're new new england ipas mm. so this year is regular ipas yeah. ipas and we have to we have singles out the singles or doubles that's the problem i don't i don't know all right we can talk about this when we get it all nailed down but no to nail it down all right. we're going to rate this beer sure and we're going to give that idea a few minutes that sounds now, great let's, let's flesh this out we're giving it tens right? like you said easy 10 uh, yeah. for me easy 10 um this is still one of the best beers i've ever had every time i drink it i feel like i'm lucky to be drinking it um it's rare that we we give out tens you know i just drank a whole six pack not in one night um, of the well that that was in one <laughs> night no the uh, mayberry ipa oh nice which was our that was my last 10 on the show yeah mine too yeah i think and it's dude it was bottled in like december so it's yeah. right on the edge of how old it, it mm-hmm. is before i would not drink it still so good yeah. like i craved that beer and i sought it out um and someone once told me that like the mark <laughs> of a new I just heard Smash Mouth. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> once told me. No. Someone uh, once said that the mark of a truly memorable restaurant is if you will crave it or not. Mm. Uh, and I've always, I liked that quite a bit and I took it to heart. And this is a beer that I would crave. Right. And that Mayberry is a single IPA I would crave. And that's a very short list of beers that I, I have a thirst for yeah. that I will go out and seek out. Um, so, yeah, hands down a 10. It, yeah. it can't not be. Yeah, I think that so um the cost about this is stupid too. It was like just eight bucks for the can, mm-hmm. which is basically what you pay for a pint in a bar. Yeah. It's pricey for a sixteen ounce can, but not if it's like the yeah. number one beer in the yeah. world, pretty much. Uh and like you're that was including getting it from Vermont to here. Like it was even out to like forty eight eight bucks for hey, the bro. six that I got. It's cheaper than gas to drive there, man. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But you don't get to go through Texas. Mm. shoot shucks i like parts of texas i'd go to texas for the barbecue and austin's pretty dope i've heard i'm in austin i would go to austin also people keep telling me to go yeah austin seems like way more your speed than any other part of texas yes well our speed let's say because i don't really fall in line with texas either (laughs) so yeah i don't know if we have any texans listening i hope so if you if by some miracle you are in texas hearing this please write us in we really want to know uh that you exist yeah that'd be cool and what your favorite brewery is in your area that's important what's your favorite barbecue or that. That's important to me. Tens across the board for the Alchemist's uh, Heady Topper. Yeah, it's brilliant. Okay, let's dedicate a few minutes then. We need to, we're going to need to figure out an, a creative name for this tournament that we're about to talk about. Yeah. Uh, when does March Madness start? March? By early March. I'd have to look it up specifically. Okay. The tournament does start, 
I want to say first or second week in March. Worth noting, if you're like me, uh, March Madness is a college basketball. It's the NCAA basketball tournament. Yes. Okay. Uh, where 64 teams yes. uh, compete and they decide by the end who's the best at basketball. Yep. Okay. That's You're correct. Where in fantasy football, which is another thing I've heard about in the same sort of circle that talks about March Madness, is not as um, real, by which I mean, because in March Madness, the games sort of determine the outcomes, right? Yes. And in fantasy football, it's the players rather than the team winning. Is that right? Yeah, because fantasy football isn't like a, a sport that like is cut, like people it's different because fantasy football is like a fan generated sport. That's what I mean. Yeah. 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 Okay. But it's, it, it falls in line with a football season. Yes. And you follow your players by like who you like create your dream team, right? Is that the thing? Ideally. Explain you, it to me like I'm six or something. So basically there's 32 football teams. Okay. Say you and like eight buddies get together and you pick numbers from a hat one through eight. And that's your draft. One person's left out then because we have nine of us total. I'm just counting around. You said you and eight buddies. I'm sorry, you and seven buddies Copy for that. eight total. They have to be sure. even number in a league. Okay. Um, you and seven buddies draw numbers one through eight. And that's your draft order. So the guy that picked number one gets to pick first. Oh, I see. For his fantasy football team. So it's like kickball you're, on the playground. That's the person that essentially, gets to pick the first team player. But when you're picking players, they're NFL athletes. And what they do on the field on any on their Sunday when they play right goes gets, towards your gets, team gets you points and okay. they're on your team. So you go one through eight and you draft, you pick yeah. quarterbacks, running backs, and stuff, and you compile this team. And uh, you it's essentially whoever does the best um, cumulatively sure uh, wins, wins their matchup because you have a schedule. And of those eight people, like one week I'd play you. Another week, I'd play oh, somebody else. I see. You are the team. Yeah. That makes sense. Your team, it's your fantasy football sure. team. And your team goes up against your buddy's team. And whoever wins that week, uh, you get a, a point or a, a, a win on your record. Oh, okay. And at the end of the fantasy football season, which is shorter than the regular football season, okay. you have playoffs. All right. I got to stop you there. I think I get it. Yeah. Um, March Madness, on the other hand, is a team to team, yep. whoever, knockout tournament. Exactly. Okay. The winner go home, one game. It's not a series. It's right. one game, one basketball sure. game. Uh, and you it very clearly decide the winner by who wins the game. Mm -hmm. The difference with our beer tournament is it's going to be uh, crowdsourced voting. So we will have this all set up on our website in the coming weeks. Well, I thought we were going to drink the beers and decide. We are also going to drink the beers, which is uh, your and my vote is going to weigh a little bit more than the average person. There should be two brackets. There should be our bracket and the fan bracket. This is the specifics we're going to work out. It's going to be something. Yeah. We're going to figure out what's going to be the most logistically smart and um, effective. And then we're going to set it up on our website. It'll likely be something like freshopcinema.com slash beer madness. Something like that. I don't know. That's not catchy enough. But you get the idea. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be all IPAs. So we're going to line up, I think, in because it lasts how long in sports? A few weeks. Cool. We're going to knock out. I think we'll probably do 32 to get going. 64 seems like a lot to actually drink in a few mm -hmm. weeks and document mm -hmm. so we'll see uh, but if that is something that interests you as a listener and you want to play along with us get those beers drink vote on the website and then we'll go hand in hand as things get eliminated it'll be a lot of fun mm -hmm. yes. uh, we could even whittle it down to like a sweet 16 sure elite eight final four there mm -hmm. it is 
I know the things. Yep. I don't know what they're called. My mom loves basketball. Yeah? Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, we could do a sweet 16. Yeah. I, th- I th- yeah. Ooh, we should call it the not so sweet 16. Sure. Because it's not? bitter and hoppy. Oh, nice. Yeah. We'll make, we'll make, we'll make it a thing. The bitter 16. Sure. The bittersweet 16. Yep. Ooh. Sounds like a bad birthday party on MTV or something. Yeah. Listen, uh, I think we should go to break. Let's take a break. And then I think we should come back and start talking about a movie uh, that I think we have a lot to say about. Oh, yeah. So much. Uh, officially titled, retitled, um, Harley Quinn, colon, Birds of Prey. That is the new name for this movie. And we'll get into that with no spoilers just yet, though I don't think it's that kind of movie that you got to be worried about. But if you are worried about it, we're not going to spoil it. And we are going to give our friends over at The Handlebar a bit of a shout out. If you know what famous movie we are stealing some lines from and tweaking it to the purposes of The Handlebar, make sure to give us an email at fhccast@gmail.com for your chance to win a Handlebar gift card. Uh, and uh, best of luck, everybody. This is a good one. Your fame is well-deserved. I don't think there's been a screaming deal to match yours. As for this young alcoholic, he insists yours is the best in town. Or was it the world? Why doesn't the hero reveal himself and tell us all your name? You do have a name. My name is Happy Hour. How dare you show your back to me? You will remove your helmet and tell me your name. My name is The Handlebar. Commander of the Craft Beer of the North, General of the Clean Glass Mafia, loyal servant to the people of Chico with my daily happy hour from 2 to 6 p.m., father to a murdered stout, husband to a murdered porter, and I will have my vengeance in this beer or the next. Can I help you? Why, yes, yes, you can. I'm here to report a terrible crime. And what terrible crime is that? This one. Ah, shit, I told this all wrong. Quick history lesson. This all started when the Joker and I broke up. It was completely mutual. And soon enough, I was back on my feet, ready to embrace the Fierce goddess within. <laughs> it's oh so quiet. Now that I cut ties with Mr. J, I'm about to learn that a lot of people You're want me dead. All alone. And at the top of that list is this guy. I'm so peaceful. I'm but it turns out <laughs> that wasn't the only dame in Gotham looking for emancipation. The kid just robbed him. You betrayed him. You killed his BFF. What? You are so cool. You never. And you're dumb enough to be building a case against him. So, unless we all want to die very unpleasant death, we're gonna have to work together. Sure. Psychologically speaking, vengeance rarely brings the catharsis we hope for. Yeah. 
Are we ready? You blow up That was a trailer for a film directed by Kathy Yen, who you, though we do not know from the film from 2018 called Dead Pigs. It's a movie starring, not Dead Pigs, uh, this film, which we can talk about this in a minute, but on IMDb is still called Birds of Prey, colon, and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Uh, if I recall correctly, it was like a week and a half ago in the box office, it was changed to Harley Quinn, colon, Birds of Prey, uh, I believe due to a bad opening weekend. Mm. I could be wrong. But this movie or stars- Bad name. Fair enough. Uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Uh, she's sort of reprising her role that she established in the DC's Suicide Squad a couple years back that also didn't do super well in the box office or with a lot of people that like comics. But some people, and I'm sure we'll get into this, also enjoyed it. Um, it also stars Rosie Perez as the down and out, maybe alcoholic, but mostly an archetype, but very fun to watch uh, detective uh, named Renee Montoya. It stars Mary Elizabeth Weinstead as the Huntress, uh, Journey Smollett Bell as Black Canary, and Ewan McGregor plays the slightly aloof yet intimidating with a penchant for torture and uh, fashion. Uh, Roman Sionis, is that right? Was it Sionis? Sure. Sionis? Yeah, I think Sionis. So. That's right. Uh, it's also worth mentioning Ella J. Basco, who plays Cassandra Kane, a she's like 15, 14, 15 yeah. year old girl that is uh, pretty good at stealing stuff, but gets her in trouble sometimes. Gets her in a whole mess of trouble. Right. So this movie's rated R. It came out on February 7th of 2020. It runs an hour and 49 minutes long. If you didn't catch on, it's a comic adaptation from DC uh, Comics stuff. Pretty obvious, I think. I don't know anybody that doesn't know that why you would have seen this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, made on a budget of $84.5 million, which seems high to me. But as of today, which for us is Monday the 17th, it's made $145.6 million, more or less. All right. Worldwide. Um, we sort of picked this movie because we're in that kind of downstroke after the Oscars where it's, uh, what's the way to phrase this? There's a drought. There are less highbrow, sort of um, critically worthy movies. I think it feels that feels kind of reductive and well, rude, but it's not though because people that release movies are smart and they know the business and they know that if you release a movie that you want to be considered for an Academy Award, you don't release it the week after the Academy Awards. Dude, yeah, us from Jordan Peele came out in March. Yeah, and a lot of people are like that's probably why it didn't get any attention. Yep. So was, yeah, people were still reeling on 2018. Dude, the mind of the awards machine beast is a fickle mystery. And if you're yeah. not right in front of it at Oscar time, yep. it's you're going to be forgotten about. Yeah. Looking at you, Midsommar. Yeah, that one too, man. Uh, what a bummer. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. It was just my favorite movie of last year. It's no big deal. I'm not mad at all. Fair. By default, though, because your other one was If Beale Street Could Talk, which was actually the year before. <laughs> I took that off the list. Number two was Jojo Rabbit that won an Academy Award. Fair. It's really helpful to have those lists, though. Yeah. Like, like once I, because now I have, uh, I think, two or three years of running top tens. And I'm like, oh, I can just reference those, mm -hmm. um, which is nice because I can look back. And if I want to watch a movie that's probably streaming somewhere, I can just be like, oh, I'll just check my list, what I want to see. In any case, uh, what did you think of this movie? All right. So, Harley Clint Quinn. 
<laughs> Harley Quinn, medicine woman. Oh, uh, yeah. And the indiscrutable uh, liberation yeah, uh, yeah. Of, of said things. Yeah. Or birds of prey, uh, yeah. as, as it may be called. Whatever or the hell this bird is man. And I don't know. Birdman in the uh, one shot of silence. Virtue of ignorance. Yeah. 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 Um, What'd you expect going in? <clears throat> I expected a movie that was completely predictable, on rails, and somewhat underwhelming, and made to capitalize on the sex appeal and awesomeness of the character that is Harley Quinn right. that has been inhabited by... Uh, Margot Robbie. There you go. I thought you were like a ghost thing. We're talking about so much about horror movies on, on that like <laughs> Inhabited. Yeah. Possessed. Who? Um, yeah. So a big part of me thought that they were just going to throw Margot Robbie into something a la like what I feel this Black Widow movie is going to be that's coming out uh, soon. I'm so worried about that. Uh, a movie that's made just to be made to capitalize on the success of an actress and her popularity and like, oh, we have her under contract, so we have to crank out content. Um, so I was not expecting great things. What I found was... Actually, a very enjoyable kind of action comedy shoot 'em up, bang bang heist almost type movie. Um, I thought it was better than it was perceived in my mind. Mm-hmm. Better than it was thought. Better than I thought it was going to be. Um, Suicide Squad, I enjoyed, but I, I fully acknowledged that it was kind of flat as a movie. I'm like, trying to even struggle remembering like. The ins and outs of that movie. It was a, it was kind of a an ensemble sort of bad guy. It was Ben Affleck kind of showed up for a minute, but it was mostly like the police woman was like, "Hey, we need to get like the only people that can outsmart a criminal is a criminal. So we need a lot of criminals, and the criminals will fight the bigger criminal." Right? That was mm-hmm. kind of the thing, which is kind of the thing in this movie too, to some extent. Like, yeah. granted, it's a little different. Yeah, not much. Um, not much. But did you like this more or less than Suicide Squad? Uh, I would say the same to 20% more. Oh, really? That close? Yeah. Interesting. I really like Suicide Squad. I thought it was dope. I can't, I remember, I remember hating Suicide Squad. Yeah. I was going to open Letterboxd to see what I rated it, but I'm sure it's like a one and a half or two star movie for me. I thought it was pretty cool. And it was the same type of vibe as this movie where like, you kind of know what you're getting into and you just hope for like a couple surprises at some point somewhere. Did you get those? Yeah, I did. I think there was some surprising moments in this and I liked the way it was directed. I really did enjoy the 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 female perspective on this movie and I think it's it's a movie that's not for specifically, you know, exclusively, but mm-hmm. definitely directed towards a female audience. Yeah, I think it certainly opens up some uh room for for people, because I mean, the, the main cast is all female. Mm-hmm. I want to point out Suicide Squad was directed by a guy named David Ayer. And I think his most known movie is probably End of Watch mm-hmm. with Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena, which is like, I think, a pretty masculine film if we want to call things masculine or feminine. Um, and Suicide Squad leaned that way as well. It was very like big and brash. Most of the people were were dudes, and it was like a lot of like very Will big Smith fights. being Will Smith. Yeah, sure. I forgot he was in that movie. Um, it was like the main character. I know. Which says something about my opinion of the movie, I think. Um, but yeah, this one was a lot different. Like there was there was some time to like, I think, rest and sort of um explore characters that Suicide Squad didn't have. Like it was there were so many main characters in that movie that you didn't ever get to know anybody. Yeah, it wasn't the 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 ensemble cast. This was no. more of a this is a movie about Harley Quinn. And granted, there's like a few there's external characters like we mentioned Mary Elizabeth Weinstead and, and a couple of these other folks that kind of have their thing, but it is at its heart sort of a developmental character arc of, of this person, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah, Wrapped in some very fun action scenes. 
just take it back to the cast for me. Sure. Please and thank you. Yeah, there it was fun. What did you think of this movie? So yeah, again, like going in very low expectations because of Suicide Squad. Um, and I do have that sort of fear going in that it's going to be sort of trying to capitalize on like the hotness of Margot Robbie and yeah. just like shooting her. Like there's a scene in Suicide Squad where she's, I think like takes off her shirt or something and the camera follows very slowly as the shirt comes up and like right before it gets to her nipple, it cuts away kind of thing. Um, but the distinction that I found between this movie and Suicide Squad, like I said to you on the break, is very similar to the distinction I found between Wonder Woman directed by Patty Jenkins and uh, the Justice League directed by somebody else. Uh, and it just like over-sexualizes people. And here I felt like you were able to set that aside, or at least maybe she did, the director, and and let the story do its thing. And you got more action. Uh, you got a tonal balance throughout the movie that I felt was really good. Like it was goofy and comic-y and weird. Like there are there are shotguns that shoot glitter. There's some zoinks. so fun. There's some zoinks moments. Yeah, we, like there's actual like onomatopoeia moments from a comic book brought onto the screen. Mm-hmm. Not in a, any sort of like, uh, what's the movie? There's Please uh, extrapolate on what you just said. Onomatopoeia? Yeah, for people it's, that don't know what you're saying. It is the word that shows up on a comic book usually. When a, a good guy punches a bad guy, you're blamos, you're kathwaks, like those those things. That mm. The word that Kapow. describes a sound is an onomatopoeia. Um, so like a movie like um, Into the Spider-Verse has actually those on screen, which is cool. But here they actually have that type of action without sort of the gimmick of writing the word in a comic sans font. Just shy though. Just shy. Just yeah. Shy. But I think that works. Like I think it establishes that from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um, to this amazing shot where she blows up the chemical factory. I don't think that's a spoiler, but there's like fireworks and like crazy neon colors. And it's very fun. The and color I, palette of this movie. Yeah. And it sticks to that the whole time, which I think mm-hmm. is very cool. It doesn't, it doesn't have a hard time. Like I think suicide squad did dealing with the fun comicness, but also the dark, like you stepped in gum walking down Gotham and now you're trying to scrape it off of a homeless person. You're walking by, get off my shoe and dog shit kind of thing. Yeah. It's a very vague description, but I feel like that is the perception of Gotham. It sets a mood. In a lot of DC movies. It's mm-hmm. like a superhero that just got puked on by an alcoholic, then have to go be super. Yeah. And they never are. Yeah. This is one of the most incoherent things I've ever said on the show. Super adjacent. <laughs> Superhero adjacent. It might make sense to somebody, but other people are like, what are you saying? It makes sense to care. me. This is the most comprehensive breakdown of the superhero universe I've ever heard. So please yeah. continue. It's just a specific vibe. Yeah. Um, and it's different from Suicide Squad in that it revels in the fun but kind of weird, violent stuff. Yeah. And I think it works super well. Like there's a lot of bone breaking. Mm-hmm. Um, not a ton of blood. I kind of expected more. Um, but a lot of violence that I thought, like even the action scenes, which if you don't like any of the rest of it in an, in a movie like this, you're there for the action. Mm-hmm. And I think the action works pretty well. Me too. I love her flying around and flipping There's over a lot of flipping with this oversized carnival mallet. Yeah. It's so great. I was thinking during uh, a sequence of this movie that takes place in a carnival type setting, uh, that it was a unique thing that I hadn't seen. Those trampolines and mm-hmm. spinning weird floppy hands and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. It's the most Harley Quinn shit yeah, they, ever. They locked into the vibe they were going for. I'm like, yeah. right, we'll turn it up to 11. We'll just do this. Yeah. And I think it works mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about Ewan McGregor. Yeah. He plays a very terse young man. Yeah. They say the superhero and granted it's weird uh, language for this cast because they're not heroes, but whatever. The protagonist is only as good as the antagonist most of the time in these sort of good and evil type movies. So how was he to you as the antagonist, as the bad guy? Yeah, he had moments of like being like really bad and like believable. 
Yeah. And then he had this this overall way of being that was just kind of just silly and aloof and like really articulate, but also strange, almost like um, the Joker with Asperger's and no face paint. Sure. Um, it was a really interesting character. So Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> in that movie, not in general, but in that movie. I don't like that movie. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so he had this this way about him. It was very interesting because I think critically, probably Ewan Mag- Ewan. It's I think it's Ewan. Ewan. What a weird name. Dude. Ewan. Scottish people. Ewan. Yeah. Ewan. Ew. Ewan. At one point he says he does. He says you a lot. He's Ew. so grossed out by a lot of stuff. Ew. He's like I dug them up and now they're in my living room. Mm-hmm. Ew. Ew. It's so great. Mm-hmm. He's like vaguely effeminate. Um, uh, yeah, I think you got a little bit of leeway there. I think you could you could push that a little bit. He's got he's yeah super effeminate. He's very feminine. He's like yeah. this. He's yeah. There's like weird, sensitive, but also evil. This weird balance of those two things is like kind of makes him intimidating. I think like there's a scene where he tortures a couple people, or he yeah. has m- more honestly his his associate do it, played by Chris Messina, does most of like the hands on stuff because he gets kind of squeamish. You get mm-hmm. the vibe. Um, but that kind of makes him dangerous because he's just like pointing people will follow his orders. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of leads you to assume sort of a bi- bipolarness of this character. Definitely has a short fuse. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. There's the, the bipolar personalities where like you super effeminate, sensitive, like ill mm-hmm. and also cut his arms off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, whoa. This guy is uh, a whole mixed bag of emotions. He's Just, like, like didn't have a good childhood no, kind of thing. No, he's like the the bag of jelly bellies that has a booger flavored one in it. Oh, uh, birdie bots every every flavor of beans from yeah. Harry Potter. Those ones. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think um, the other the other movie I've seen him in in the past six months is, uh, you know, what the hell's it called? The Shining, but not The Shining. Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. Uh, and he was fine in that. I think he did okay with what he had, but. That movie I did not like at all. Yeah. Um, and I think he extra leaned into kind of his role here uh, and just fully embraced every aspect of this fairly maybe one-dimensional character. Mm-hmm. Like he's bad but wants money and is mad about some stuff. Yeah. And which, he's fairly intelligent. Yeah. Seems smart enough. But like very charismatic too, which is a great symptom of a bad guy. There's one scene. Nobody kills my people unless I give them permission. Do you think about Dodgeball? When you heard that? A little bit. Nobody, like, nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> like, I just love that scene, though. Like, yeah. I should own the crossbow kill. I like crossbows. I love crossbows. I love cross. I like crossbows. Yeah, he's this weird eccentric, like, over the top, just, I don't know. You get the feeling he's bad because he's good at being bad. And yeah. He could have easily been good, but for, he's an asshole. For me, Ewan, Ewan, I'm going to call him Ewan. Sure. This Ewan thing is really fucking yep. me up here. Sure. I think it's Ewan. That's Ewan, Ewan McGregor is like, like the lime juice on top of a delicious taco. Oh, sure. It's not necessary, sure, <laughs> but it adds flavor yeah. and a little bit of tartness. Sure, yeah, he's good. You I know, liked him for our handlebar commercial this week. I almost, I was, I was, I almost, I almost wrote out the script for the Anakin versus Obi Wan fight. You were the chosen one, and, and I was like, I was gonna challenge people, like, what's the tie-in? And anybody with a brain would be like, well, that's he's from the movie, so. Mm. But I didn't because uh, it's so stupid. <laughs> like, there's two lines. It's like, don't do it, Anakin. He jumps and he, he, he just goes with his lightsaber like. Whoosh. Just cuts off his legs. Both his legs. Both of his legs. Yep. Uh, just like so goofy. Uh, and actually the lightsaber battle before that's pretty good. Yeah. The whole battle leading up to that. But the jump is just like, just swipes him out of the air. Like he's a fly. Just. Mm-hmm. Bap. Yeah, very good. 
still better in this, I think. Yep. But that's not his fault. He does a good job. Any other standout performances you want to mention before we get to rating this? And do I we need mean, to get to the plot anymore? I mean, we um, haven't really touched on the plot much. I guess we haven't. Um, I don't think it's super necessary with this no, movie. No, I don't think so either. I think the idea that there's bad guys going after other bad guys kind of sets it up enough. Yeah. Um, I love the sandbox that it creates. Basically, sure. you're playing in, in Harley Quinn's universe. and How do you feel about the uh, self-aware fourth wall stuff? Like the narration? Yeah, but more than that, when so like it it happened in The Gentleman, actually, a couple weeks ago. Uh, the narrator, in this case, Harley Quinn, will be saying a sentence, and then on screen, Harley Quinn will kind of address the camera and finish that sentence. Mm. There's a scene where she's talking about, as the narrator, uh, the best uh, egg sandwich, and then the narrator says, it's the best egg sandwich around, and then on screen, she will go, I mean it, and like point at the guy as if he heard the whole narrative mm. thing. How did that work for you? I bought it. Yeah. Yeah, it made sense. Also, like someone like Harley Quinn might be sitting in a breakfast shop super hungover talking to herself. Right. So I bought that too. I mean, not to pull it back to the Joker too much, though. I think we have to because it is the same universe, kind of, but well, it she's, isn't. Well, she's the same character as that movie. It's absolutely well, I mean, the take, same universe. Take, take Todd Phillips' Joker, mm. like Joaquin Phoenix. That's mm -hmm. Not the same Joker necessarily, but like you're branding it the same way, like the DC. So what would be the 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 term though? Because it's it's the same universe because it's all DC. Sure, but it's like the the branch. Of it's the like X Men versus uh, versus like Marvel. They're all Marvel. Uh, X Men versus Avengers, right? Yeah. Like I don't get the impression they exist together. Yeah. But they're the same source material. Yeah. So while I don't think that Joaquin Phoenix's Joker exists alongside uh, Jared Leto's Joker, mm -hmm. they're from the same cloth. They're from the same overall DC universe, mm -hmm. but like this is the actual same Harley Quinn character from that movie. From Suicide so it, Squad, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Sure. So it's, yeah. it's it's got a direct connection. Yes. So like, what would you call that? I think that's the same. I meant more with regard to the to Walking Phoenix Joker. Oh yeah, like it's just tough to brand it as a DC movie. I don't know. You know how they have that superhero kind of thing in the beginning, like the justice league, like DC movies and they shows like the flash and yeah. Joker didn't have that. No. So I guess maybe that's a big distinction. Yeah. Although I can't remember where I was going with this. So never mind. I had a question, but I forgot it. Mm. And here we are. All right. Uh, you were asking stand up performances uh, and other things before we rated it. Yeah. Anything? Did you have any? Uh, I really liked Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah. She was uh, surprising. Mm -hmm. Like on every time she was on screen, you're kind of captivated and you're like, this person has something to them. I love sure. this character and I loved her like motivations, which are kind of spoilery. So we're not going to get into them. Fair enough. Uh, but she's got some pretty heavy motivation and I like her methodology. She's very Arya Stark with a crossbow. Yeah. Uh, a hand, a pistol crossbow, by the way, like not even a pretty full, dope, like a, like a Diablo three Huntress crossbow. You know, I was hoping you would say like my bachelor party crossbow, but fine. I'll take Diablo. Same same idea. Yeah, same idea. We basically did Diablo yeah. at your bachelor party. We did. <laughs> uh, but I liked her quite a bit, man. I loved yeah. her almost, uh, not almost, very Batman-adjacent background story. Did you Fair think enough. about that parallel at I all? I did not. Uh, but you are, yeah, I think you're onto something there, for sure. She's she's in, if you haven't seen her, she's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, Scott Pilgrim, she was in. She was in 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, some stuff more heavy with uh, acting needs and others. She was in a movie called, um, oh, what the hell is it? It was with um, 
Elijah Wood. Oh, it's called I, uh, I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. I love that movie. Great movie. Such a good like, movie. Like super Indian weird, indie and weird. Um, <laughs> Easy killer. Yeah. And calls for a lot of sort of deadpan um, uh, intensity, which yeah. I think she brings to this role. Yeah. There's, like a, there's a scene where she like knuckle bumps. What do you call this? Knuckle bumps. Fist bumps. Right. Fist bumps. <laughs> it's worse somehow. Uh, somebody and it feels just so dead and weird and dry, but it works for this character. Yeah. Um, so I think the casting here was was pretty well thought out. Yeah, I liked her quite a bit, and I look yeah. forward to seeing more of her in this role. I, for a while, had the vibe that they were going to try to bring back the Joker. Like, they talk about him so much at the beginning that I was almost, even though I was pretty sure it wouldn't happen. You're like, fuck, is Jared Leto like, in Is he going to show up and, like, try to co-op this movie? And he didn't, which I think was a strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, she don't need no man? No, clearly. Um Let's see. I think that's it for thoughts that I had. All right. Uh, you want to rate it? I'm ready to rate it if you are. I am. Right. Out of 10, Johnny Summers, we got. Uh, I'm going to give this movie like a solid 7.3. Nice, dude. It's a respectable rating. It is. Yes, it is. I loved the action. Mm-hmm. It was super crisp. Mm-hmm. Well done. I loved Margot Robbie in this movie, but I also loved the people around her. There was some really great other people in this movie that helped push it along. I loved her silliness and... Her appeal aesthetically and comedically, she's a great actress. She's absolutely adorable in this movie. I love her makeup also. Big shout out to whoever does her makeup because like just the shades of red that she rocks Mm -hmm. like on her lips. And the face tats. It kind of changes throughout the movie, but it's so, it's like really well done makeup. Yeah. Like absolutely well done. And uh, we haven't even talked about a little, we talked a little bit about the singer the um the the black canary yeah right yeah uh julia or journey smollett bell Sorry. yeah she was cool she's great and she was like one of the main characters i'd say yeah she's, for sure. she's in there uh but yeah i liked the whole cast and uh the writing was cool man it was the the, the things that stuck out to me were the action and the colors yeah the color palette of this movie mm-hmm. was just vibrant and like alive and in a movie set in a very dark universe, it was yeah. very bright. And the contrast of that just made the colors feel more vivid and more alive. Mm-hmm. And I really loved that dichotomy of the, the just super dark, yeah, dingy Gotham and then the glitter shotgun. And yeah, so it, cool. It was so cool. Yeah, this movie, absolutely a 7.3. 100% worth a watch. I had that thought too, yeah. Because like the other Gothams that we've seen, I don't mean to go back to this whatever weird mentality I'm in, but I'm going to. Feels like somebody drank a ton of prune juice and laxatives and took a big wet shit in a bag and sprayed it across the screen. Like that's Gotham yeah. in these movies. And this one's like weirdly bright for a lot of it. Um, maybe not tonally and, and narratively, but visually. Oh, well, a lot of it too is because they filmed during the day. And yeah, usually there's so many daytime shots. And movies set in Gotham traditionally happen at night. And which, in the rain. Yep. It's a big part. There was no rain. There was just this one sprinkler. That was a great fight scene, too. It was. I, I like that in movies like John Wick or um, speaking of color palettes, like Atomic Blonde, mm-hmm. movies with a lot of hand-to-hand combat. It doesn't happen a lot in superhero movies because they tend to rely on CGI and their skills. And, like, and superpowers. Sure. Um, but when there's a lot of hand-to-hand combat, being able to see a new-ish fighting style kind of come to the surface is very neat. And she's super ambiguous with her fighting style. There's it's, a lot of a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. It's very like street brawler with yeah. like different things incorporated and different yeah. weapons. It's fun. It was fun. Yeah. There's a great, there's a great slow-mo shot. I think this movie uses slow-mo sparingly. 
to its advantage. Tastefully. Even. Yeah. There's this thing where she double hands her hammer over her head and throws it and it goes into slow-mo and it bounces off the heavy end of the hammer up into a guy's chin on the handle part and then bounces back and she catches it with one hand and it runs back into the regular time. I was like, that's a cool shot. Yeah. That was a baseball bat, but yes. Yes, it was. Fair enough. How, how would a hammer bounce? Exactly. How would a baseball bat bounce? Who knows? Yeah, you can throw a baseball. More so. Let, yeah. Either way, yeah, super awesome. Uh, so I liked it. I liked it a, a fair amount. I thought it was very entertaining. Um, some of the relationship stuff that develops between uh, Harley Quinn and the kid didn't totally work for me, but I don't think it really has to. Yeah. Um, Storyline was good. I loved the villain enough. I think I liked everything enough. Yeah. To give it a solid seven. Nice. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So it's a seven from you? Yeah, it's a seven. I think there was just enough plot for it to be interesting but not to get convoluted and like hard to follow. That's the question I forgot is the timeline jumping stuff. Like there is some of that. She, cause the narrator's like her as the narrator, she goes like to understand this, we have to jump back. And like, here's four days earlier. Here's now four minutes ago. Now a week ago. Yeah. Like, I don't think this movie needed that now, nah, but it made it fun. It like did. it wasn't hard to follow, which I appreciated. Cause I, if, if they made it confusing, I would have been like, okay, all right, enough. Yeah. But it was pretty straightforward. They did a good job with having, I think memorable, either outfits or lines of dialogue that would pull you back. You'd be like, oh yeah, I remember. Mm -hmm. Like there's a scene with a guy that gets tortured. Um, and then about 20 minutes later in the movie, we get a flashback to right before he gets tortured, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I hadn't realized it was the same guy until they cut to that scene again. I was like, okay, like, that's, that's actually helpful. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Stuff like that. I think happens a lot in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it makes sense the way they do it. It's not too much. Uh, and also it's kind of uh, on brand for being in the, the universe in the mind of someone like a Harley Quinn. That's, mm -hmm. you know, Mine's kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. So she might be like, oh, wait, you don't know why we're right. here right now. Let me tell right. you something that happened two weeks ago that'll make yeah. this all make sense. Yep. So it, it kind of it plays into the chaos that is the this right. universe. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Seven, three for you. Seven for me. Uh, Harley Quinn, colon, birds of prey or birds of prey, colon, the blah, 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 one Harley Quinn, whatever. It's in theaters now. Go see it if you Backslash want. liberating a homeless yeah. guy's Who diarrhea. Yeah, what? Man. Gotham or whatever you USA. said. I don't know what I said. Uh, and I stand by that because it's my own show. There was poop in a bag. For sure. That's all I know. Go see it. Let us know what you think. Uh, we, we're going to spoil it a little bit later in the show. But in the meantime, we're going to go to a break and we're going to drink a brand new beer from uh, New Glory. Is it not? Johnny. Yep. It we, is, right? We totally decided on that one. Yep. We did. We're right? going to be drinking. A, <laughs> Why are you saying it like that? No. Uh, we, there was talk of, of seeing oh, yeah, sure. where we were at. Uh, but I agree. I want to do this beer. Perfect. This is a style small teaser that we have talked about wanting to do more of. I think we've only done like two or three on the show in the past three years. So. Exactly. And you'd mentioned wanting to do more of it. So saw four pack had to buy it. We're going to be doing a golden cake or coffee cake, golden stout from new glory coming up after the break. We're doing the danger zone thing or not? Nah, later. we ain't in the danger zone yet. All right. Though I don't, yeah, usually at least for the past few months, danger zone has been like movie spoilers only. Mm. Cause no reason to warn anybody yet. Exactly. We're not spoiling anything, so. Yeah. It used to be like, we can't say fuck until the danger zone. Now we can. Yeah. Because we're adults. I just, it doesn't matter, you know? More and more, I'm like, who, who cares, you know? Max, I've always known. <laughs> I know that, but I had to come around on my own. Well, you I know. I just, you know, I fine. didn't want people to, to judge us for that language. I know some people would, but now I don't care. I think if you listen to the podcast enough... Or if you, um, I, I just don't think bad language is something to objectively be upset about. And that's a kind of contentious take for some people. Some people are like, no, you just can't say all sorts. And even me, I'm like, 
a couple words like on this show. I won't say because it's out of context of the mood that we're in now. Fact. But generally speaking, like I don't think swearing is a reason to um, disenfranchise. I was about whatever. to say disenfranchise. My man. Get out of here. <laughs> we're done. Stop Podcast it. Over. We, we I did quit. It. Um, so this is a beer you you kind of teased earlier, obviously right before the commercial, but even at the beginning. I did. I gave the old nibbling stout. What? A golden stout. <laughs> yes. Um, We've been talking about these beers for a while. Uh, the style. It's, it's come up. Yeah, this style. It's come up in conversation a few times about how we don't see enough of them. And then also I was whining because a lot of them that you do see have lactose in them. And that really bums me out. It harshes my mellow and upsets the rumbly in my tumbly. Sure. So I'm not down with them, man. So when I see one that rolls across from a sick-ass local brewery like New Glory, mm-hmm. and man... It's saying all the right words. It's called Breakfast Hustle. I love coffee cake, and I love golden stouts. And guess what? This is a coffee cake golden stout. Nice. From the can. It's a golden stout conditioned on a valiant coffee blend with cinnamon, cacao, and Madagascar bourbon vanilla. Good start. Clocking in at 7.5%. This beer is golden in color, highly clear. Stout in style. (laughs) Stout in style. Breakfast in meal. Yes. So I'm super stoked for it. Uh, we've tried a couple. We did the Crystallothum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't think of what that was. I still can't. Crystallothum. It was an eagle or something on it? It yeah. was the type of bird. Yeah, it was a hawk, like a certain type of hawk. And that I'll was from... Tell me, wait for it. They did Dr. Dankenstein's monster... We've done them before. Uh, Mason Ale Works. Oh, nice. It was that. Crustaceous. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, but it was a collaboration between Mason Ale Works and Horace Aged Ale. Nice, dude. You're just just pulling this off the cuff? Yeah. Good for Uh, you. And it was quite tasty. I couldn't imbibe as much as I wanted because of the presence of lactose, but I remember it being super, super sickly sweet. Yeah. And that was one of the main detractors for me about that. <clears throat> but yeah, if you just Googled like Mason Ale Works um, Golden Stout, it would come up and you could find the name. I don't remember what it is. It was Chris. Chris oh, Chrysatos. Is Cr- that what it was? Chrysatus, maybe? Chrysatus, yeah. yeah. I think we had this discussion back when we did it. Like, how do you say it? <laughs> yeah. I remember it being good, but it was just too much. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I think this one was a bit stronger, and I will tell you exactly how much uh, stronger it was. I believe to some extent. In some sense of the word, it was definitely a little bit stronger. It was like 12.5%. I don't think it was quite that high. I think it was closer to 12.5%. <laughs> Do you see that before I clicked it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, but it was a it was a it was a milk stout or no? Yes. Okay. Well, no, it was uh it had lactose in it. It did? Yeah. All right. I remember because it said that on the can and sure. it bummed me out. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember feeling so strongly about its sweetness as you do, but Okay. I am with you that there are not at least in our radar, enough of these beers to drink. Yeah, and we had referenced the uh, master, the one from Fieldwork. I believe it's a Master of Disguise. No, that was the stoned one. But I, I think liked. that was a, a white mocha. Yeah, I believe Master I of Disguise. I think I could be right here. But. No, Master of Disguise was a golden stout from Stone. Oh, it was. Yep. The one that I tried that I think I told you about was Anomaly Milk Stout from Faction Brewing. Okay. And I tried that uh, at a at a tap room. Uh, down in Modesto, I think. It was at Commonwealth in Modesto. All right. And it's just such a weird style because you hear stout, and if, even golden stout, you don't expect to see what we have in this glass. It looks like um, not even as dark as like a pale ale. No. It looks, yeah, it almost looks like a, um, yeah, I mean like a mild pale ale maybe. Yeah. Um, but kind of an orange, not light enough to be a pilsner. 
if you poured this and said it was a lager, I'd believe you. Yeah, I would believe you, and I'm going to smell it, and I'll tell you if I still believe you after that. But I'm guessing mm-hmm. if you smell it, you're like, this is not. Yeah. Go ahead uh, and give that the old whiffy poo on the nosy nose. Yeah, dude, it's so strange. Like, But it doesn't quite fully smell like a stout either. You know, it's such a weird uh, type of beer. I get a ton of coffee mm. on the nose. A lot of that like roasty coffee. I do too. Yeah, That's a good smelling beer. It smells delicious. It smells fantastic. And you know what? I've had it. And it tastes? I think it's really damn good. Uh, it's, it's yeah, you've got like a ton of the coffee from like the, the obviously the coffee. Getting a little cinnamon, a little vanilla. It's super thin. I mean, it's super drinkable. Like, you could probably slam this whole thing. You say 7.5? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also, you get this, like, nice, robust, round, stout flavor. It's crazy, man. I like this beer a lot. I do, too. I, I think you're right with the roundness. There's something a little bit, uh, not tangy, that's too abrasive, um, a little punchy, mm-hmm. um, and it might be sweetness that I am getting. Yeah. There's almost like a pilsnery sweetness up front. Yeah. Maybe it's like a malt sweetness mm-hmm. kind of thing. Going Probably 100. percent That's from the malt. I don't. I don't know if that works super well for me. And it attacks your palate right at the beginning, and yep. then the rest of the flavors kind of roll over it. Yeah, but th- that never leaves. It. Like that's part of it the yeah, whole time. And, and I don't know. That's and fine. It stays in the finish. Too. Yes. Um, I'm gonna obviously drink it a little bit more before I make too many judgments. But it's. I think I can safely say that it's not m- my favorite. No, but I like it. I like it too. Um, some of the more um, spicy notes, like the cinnamon you mentioned. Um, work okay, but they're coming off more as heat this than as flavor. Be better cold. Yeah, what are we looking at? You've been out for about an hour and a half. Yeah, this is probably sitting at like fifty to sixty degrees. I don't think it's well. Yeah, you might be right. Cause yeah, because it was cold when you brought it here. You had it in your ice chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be about right. It might be better colder. Yeah, interesting. It's good though. I it like is good. It. It's got a like a full coffee vanilla thing happening. Um, it's wild, man. It's so drinkable too. Yeah. I was going to say, I appreciate how, how light it is. Like you could have this with breakfast, like nice plate of waffles, a little bit of bacon. If you're into that, I would say vegan bacon, but I've tried a bunch and it's disgusting. What about turkey bacon? I like turkey bacon. I don't mind it. You just got to really crisp it up. Mm -hmm. Just like get real crunchy and you're good. Yep. Um, but I think, yeah, the, the body of this lends itself a lot more, um, to being kind of the the flagship quality of this beer rather than the flavor. Do you know what my favorite breakfast is? Uh, Breakfast in general? Yeah. Um, No, I don't like Like it. Like for me to make at home, like my favorite homemade breakfast is is, uh, breakfast burritos. Oh, sure. That makes a lot of sense actually. Uh, After the other day when you woke up still drunk from our event and you were like, I made breakfast burritos. Yep. Uh, Yeah, fair enough. Because a lot of the time I will have leftover meat, be it um, like chicken Mm-hmm. Or like that I've mm-hmm. smoked or like a half of a tri-tip. Yeah. And we'll cube it up with mm-hmm. some potatoes O'Brien and then add some eggs, wrap it up. I would totally see me like murdering, yeah. shout out to the commercial, a couple beers of this variety with that particular breakfast. What's the commercial? Father to a murdered stout. Oh, our commercial. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I actually had a really good breakfast burrito the other day. Where from? from? Beatniks. And it was a vegan breakfast burrito. Mm. They had spinach and tomatoes and potatoes and mm. sweet potatoes. Okay. Um, and this really nice sauce that was in there. Uh, it was super filling. I'm always worried about getting meatless breakfast burritos because they can often just be like a basically a potato wrapped around. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty solid. Nice. Was um, the sauce of a savory or a sweet bread? It was, I think it was like a chili glaze. Okay. So like sweet and savory. Nice. Which lends itself really nicely to something like this. Were the eggs fluffy? 
I don't know that there were eggs. There must no, have been vegan. Eggs. No, if it's vegan, yeah, there you're were right. No there eggs, were no eggs. Obviously. Yeah, I, I think it was vegan. I have weird food guidelines. Like it's I like the lactose intolerance. I like vegan food, but with eggs. Yeah, try tip. I, I mean, we talked about this a while back, but I was convinced subconsciously that eggs were dairy and you couldn't eat eggs. Yeah, I said that one time. Yep, and that's forever in the world. So. Yep. Someone has that soundbite. Yeah. Uh, we should have that soundbite. We, we should put it within the collection of other ones. I know we do have it, but we should isolate that one because that's a good it's a good burn. You could zing me with that sometime. That would be pretty funny. Yeah. I don't know why I'm giving you ammo for this kind of thing. I don't need do it. Do your own research. I'll take it, but I don't need it. <laughs> uh, all right. Breakfast hustle. I would enjoy this at breakfast. Do you like coffee cake? Yeah, enough. My biggest experience with it is like Starbucks in high school. Like you get a coffee cake and a white mocha, and then I'd have sugar for the week. Yeah. I'm good. Then you're diabetic. Yeah. I like coffee cakes that are not too sweet because uh, I like black coffee. Yeah, fair uh, enough. You know, sometimes I'll have like, you know, a single shot, a double shot, maybe a little small glass of water. But mm-hmm. usually my go-to is is a hot Americano for breakfast. You don't think that having a sweet coffee cake would help kind of offset that bitterness? So no, that's a, what I'm saying. Like, so you I do like, like the sweet ones? I like uh, the semi-sweet. I'm saying full sweetness compared to the bitterness of the coffee would be a nice combo. It would be a nice contrast, but you I might li- not like you need that. Sweetness. I like a semi-sweet because I don't. Right. I, I'm not a big sweets guy, especially yeah. in the morning. I actually, I was at Chocolate Fish Coffee this last week, and I had. Where's uh, that? You got. You can't just glaze over that one. Chocolate Fish Coffee is a roastery in kind of like Midtown. They have three locations in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw you post on your social media about yeah, this. Yeah, it was on the Instagrams. You've seen it. Yep. Uh, went down there. We're doing some work type things, and. Um, Went to their main location off of like US 50 East. Okay. Off like the 34th Street exit sure. over in that region, kind of like between like Midtown Sacramento and like Rancho Cordova. Like right when you're switching from 99 to yeah, 50. Exactly. Yeah. Over that way. Um, and they had a double dark chocolate vegan donut. Oh, that's so much. It was so good though. It was. Yeah. Okay. It was really nice. And I uh, had that with a, an Americano. And it was a really nice like contrast. All right, so, that makes sense. I mean, not not a traditional coffee cake, but I do like that. I like semi sweet. Yeah, I could see how people love full sweet, but for me, I don't drink sweet things, and sure. I don't usually eat sweet things. But that's that's my perfect. All right, it was so bomb. Well, also small shout out, they make really good coffee. Okay, if you've never been there, you should hit them up. Somewhere. I haven't, and it's kind of. I mean, I go that way yeah. pretty frequently. Well, and they have a few spots around town where you could. Go grab a cup of coffee. Cool. But that's the main one where they actually roast. Ch- chocolate muffin? Chocolate Co- fish. Chocolate fish. Uh, yeah, okay. I'll check it out. Yeah, get a flat white. They're kind of known for their flat whites. Really? Yeah. All right. Uh, in the meantime, breakfast hustle. Yeah. Out of 10. What do you? How do you think it holds up? Uh, if you can recall golden stouts that we've done in the past, how does it stack up to those? And how does it stack up in general just as a beer that you drink? So in comparison, it stacks up very highly. I think it's maybe the best, if not top two or three that i've ever had uh fieldwork does one that's really nice they do like a golden stout i think it's just called like white mocha or something like that um that one's really good it might have lactose in it i don't remember but it's very very tasty um but this one is right up there it is uh this is a weird style there's not a big base to judge off of yeah there's a list on rate beer here of of sort of that the the ratings of most of the well-knowns and there's 34 and that's saying something. That's very few. Because we live in a wide, wide world of beer right now. Though Noble Aleworks has made like uh, 10, nine of them, wow. eight of them. They locked that shit down. That's a lot, man. Two of them have been retired. Oh, yeah. One of them. Two. That's somebody else. Oh, yeah. 
But fair enough, yeah. Although I would try Lebowski's White Russian, which is a golden stout also from Will Noble Will you pull Noble up Noble Ale Works, please? Yeah, we've done a couple of other things. Are they the one with the hand? No, that's probably left hand. Yep. Yep. <laughs> What's Noble Ale Works look like? Because I feel like uh, I've seen that White Russian beer. Let me find it for you. Yeah, just pull up Noble Ale Works. Anyways, I'm trying to rate this beer. We're getting sidetracked. It's, right. it's going off the rails. Uh, I like this. I think it's one of the better versions of this style that I've ever had. Uh, I'm. It's really drinkable. And if you're asking me if it's like a drinkable beer that I would just reach for, honestly, if this was on a board and like there was not much else that I was super into, I would order this repeatedly. Okay. Yeah. So for me, this is like uh like a 7.8. That's, that's actually really high. It's almost an eight. It is almost All right. Eight. I know. It's crazy. Uh, well played. You Good already enough. drank all of yours. I was actually going to try to factor that into. I was like, I was almost going to reach for more. I was like, nah, we probably split it. Um, but it's good. Yeah, it's very drinkable. It's not a standout beer to me, like in terms of, um, mm. like, I don't know. I like it, man. I, I like it too. That cookie coffee. Yep. On the finish when you drink it real fast, it's like mm. it's a very pleasant aftertaste. If there were some social strata in which I could be like, yes, I'd have this beer every day for breakfast. Like it's a perfect way to start your day. Which I do not endorse, probably, unless well, who cares? Um, but <laughs> for me, that's not a sustainable way of living. So I would rate it higher if that were my life. But I think I'm gonna give it a six. Okay. Yeah, pretty good. And I like a lot of what it's got going. Some of it I don't love as much. That's fair. I think yeah. I think my rating might have been a bit higher than yours because it's simply um, a golden stout with no lactose that I can drink that I like. That's quite possible. Yeah. The personal preference is strong with this one. Yeah. Right. Could you just pull up Noble Ale Works? Does that like help you at logo? all? That's their logo. Yeah, I got nothing. I know we've done their stuff. I don't think we have, sir. I'll tell you right now. I would put $5 on it. That Five we have, doll hairs? We have not done a beer from Noble Ale Works. I thought we've established that we only bet four locos on this show. I'll put a loco on it. I will not. I'm still recovering. Well, I can't do that. <laughs> well, I put a four loco on it in May. In May, huh? Let me see if I can get... To, uh, okay, fine. I'll take you on that bet. Uh, but I can't, there's a way to make your searches more specific, but write that down if you want, if you want to hold me to it, uh, and we can, or March, could be part of the That's March next month. So yeah. uh, I don't know, maybe April done April, uh, for now that's new glory. That's breakfast hustle. We're moving along to hot and bothered Johnny. Yo, how's your week been? It's been good. Why? We had Valentine's day. That's true. What'd you do? Nothing. Not nothing. What a weird setup that was to a bit of a letdown. Uh, nothing in the traditional sense. Okay. What we did, in fact, was non-traditional, but also very somewhat like quasi-romantic. I uh, acquired some nice steaks. Uh, one for me, one for her. Different steaks. We have our own preference. What's yours? New York Strip. What's hers? Ribeye. Oh, okay. All right. Continue. And uh, got a nice bottle of wine. Got some some veggies to do up. Got a couple potatoes to bake. Okay. And uh, I actually was down at Chocolate Fish and I acquired a espresso based dry rub for meat. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's very fun. They uh, they actually partnered with a butcher shop that's right around the corner, like not around the corner, like on the same block, like two doors down. Okay. And uh, they used a lot of like the base of one of their rubs, added espresso, I think, and just made this thing. And they sell it at both places, I believe. I was just at Chocolate Fish. I'm, I'm assuming they sell sure. it at the butcher shop. Why not? Anyways, an espresso coffee rub. So did a steak with some coffee rub. That was fun. Had a nice night. Watched the other guys. Yes. And uh, 
Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, just sure. had like a silly stay at home. It's chaos on holidays like that to like try and go out and yeah. grab dinner. It's, yes. It's just silly. And we've been together for so long. It's like, let's. How long have you guys been together? Uh, married three together, roughly. You guys have been married three years already? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have a three year anniversary in like a month and a half. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. That checks out. Yeah. So it was more like, let's just have a nice night at home. Life's been kind of chaotic lately. Just relax, mm-hmm. do exactly what we want to do, not exchange gifts, just, just be ourselves, be real, mm-hmm. drink some White Claws. Sure. Let's get to the heart of this matter. Sure. It was nice. So yeah, it's been nice. Good, man. Yeah, that was uh, that was what we did. Would you guys do anything? Yeah, our friend Kyle was playing at a place, <laughs> they're never going to listen to the show, so I will talk about it, uh, at a place in Oroville called The Patio. Do you know about this? Yeah, yeah, And- like we knew Kyle was playing and they'd been advertising it on their social medias as like a romantic night with uh, Kyle Williams. Can you open another beer, by the way? Would you mind if you have one in your hand by chance? Do you have? Oh, wow. What are the odds? I'm ready. <laughs> um, and, and so like we, Gianna's like, right, I'm gonna get dressed up. I was like, all right, cool. I'll get dressed up. And we got all dressed up. And then we went and it was not that. It's not dressy uppy? No, it felt a little like, so we pulled up and it was sort of this big, Open window type, not open window, like the whole front wall was a window. Doesn't it share a parking lot with Denny's? Yeah, like a Denny's. I think it was like a Walgreens or something. It's Denny's. It might be, yeah. I know where you went. And a Dutch Brothers and like- It's Denny's. It's like a promenade of like consumerism. Strip mall. Yeah. Um. So I took off my blazer before we went. I was like, this isn't appropriate anymore. And it was like this weird cafeteria looking setup where they had a bunch of booths that looked like the print of the cushions was like taken from Gold Country, but they upgraded- which means if you flip that sentence, the booths are old gold country casino type booths, if that sets the scene for anybody. And it, it was very strange. Like it's a big L-shaped bar. So like the door's over here and then it's kind of all restaurant seating. And then around the corner down the short side of the L is a bar. But Kyle's over on the long side, like kind of like a greeting people. <laughs> like, oh, I'm like He wasn't, but like it felt like that. Like welcome into the patio. I'm Sing playing music here. Song. Like kind of positioned behind a booth, like a big wall of a booth that we ended up sitting near. It was a strange thing, but we had fun. Like we, I convinced John to get a couple of uh, kamikaze drinks. All right. It's like, what else are you going to do? It's like, let's lean into this. Like, yeah. let's just drink. That's, We're here. When in Rome, you know, that's the fucking spirit. Just that's lean, the spirit. That's what I'm saying. Into it. You have to, because otherwise you're just like, Ugh, whatever. embrace the now. Yeah. So I had, um, I ordered off the top, a shot of crown and a beer. And then we stayed there for like two hours and I had both those drinks and that was enough. I was like, all right, cool. And then we left, went to the exchange, um, said hi to people there that I knew. And that was very nice. Then came home and, oh no, then we went to go to all the best video where, uh, they I, know you, they do know me chatted with Michael for a very long time. Uh, and then came home and hung out. I uh, went to Krispy Kreme too, actually. Uh, so good, good Valentine's Gianna's not a huge fan of Valentine's day. I'm not that crazy about it either. It's fine. Yeah. I don't, I don't dislike it for any, like, there's a stupid, you shouldn't have to be all romantic on a day of the week. I'm just yeah. like, it's, you know, it's a nice holiday, I think, but to use it as an excuse to spend money seems dumb. Yeah. But I'm also trying to buy a house, so to each his own. Exactly. You gotta save some money. Okay, I want to talk about one more thing before we wrap it up, which is this Pilsner that you've poured for me very generously. Uh, tease that. We're going to do this on the, the bonus. We have more content. of these? No, this is the bonus content beer. 
Ooh. We should review this on bonus content. I'm down for that too. Tease that shit. Okay, well, tell me what it is and then where it's from, and then we'll save it until the bonus. It's called Easy Peasy One Two Three Z. It is a dry hopped pilsner from Urban Roots Brewing out of Sacramento, California. Word. And if you're not on Patreon, you're never going to hear us talk about that beer again. That's true. It's just one of those because you went down to Urban Roots to get this. Shh. Secret. We're just keeping it all to the vest right now. Yeah, I don't know. It's all right. Well, I'm excited because we don't do pilsners all that often on the show. Um, well, usually we do. We just drink them while we're talking. We don't. We don't though, man. We don't. We don't actually drink them that often. Like I love building. So do I. I'm gonna start bringing them over more. Yeah, because I mean, you still stand by Trumer being kind of the hell yeah the staple. One hundo. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I've tasted this a little bit. I'm very excited to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, just to play it safe, do you have anything else you want to talk about with regards uh, to Birds of Prey? No. Yeah, I think I said everything I wanted to say. Uh, so that said, if you get a chance to, uh, try Hetty Topper or you see Birds of Prey, uh, or you get Breakfast Hustle from New Glory, let us know. We're on Twitter, Instagram. You can email us, check out our website, all the fun stuff we listed at the beginning of the episode. Uh, we're going to be back next week on Tuesday with another couple beers, another movie per usual. Uh, What's the movie? Yep. What is the movie? Horse Girl. Horse Girl. I was going to say New Girl. I was like, that's my favorite show. Not, uh, it's not my favorite. It's a show that I like. I'm pretty sure the truth just came out. I'm fine with it. There you go. But no, Horse Girl on Netflix. Watch it uh, so you can listen through some spoilers for that. Because I think I don't think we've ever had two weeks in a row with no spoilers. Yeah. I feel like it's a spoiler. Having that one's going to be spoiler. It feels that way. I turned off the trailer. I was like, I don't want to see anymore. Yep. All that to say, this has been a lovely, lovely time. Thanks for coming back uh, and expecting a normal episode after the Eight Locos last week. Uh, sorry to disappoint. Chaos as usual. We love you guys. This episode wouldn't be possible without the support of Bailey Minardi. Yeah. Uh, and Does she like mushrooms? <laughs> so, thanks for listening, uh, and we'll we'll talk to you then. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. I'm Johnny Summers. I'm Max Benardi. And we're Fresh Hop City. Report to Fat. We hope you enjoy This is Fresh Hop Cinema.